2: I'm thinking of making a workout montage to this song. I
3: mean,
2: like the Hotter Than Hell album by Kiss is pretty good. Strutter's pretty good. But you haven't heard Paul Stanley until you heard Paul Stanley via 2000, circa 2006. Okay, I was wondering a year. And he's teaching you, folks. You want to know why Paul Stanley's so successful in life? Because he's gonna tell you. You gotta live to win.
0: Till you die. Till
3: you die. I feel like we just pulled off the greatest bank heist
2: ever, and we're just riding down the road. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a 1980s like montage should be to this, though it's 2006.
0: You ever listen to any 6AM?
2: No, yeah, I
0: haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh bass player from Crew, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick 6
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. saying that uh, Life is Beautiful or whatever. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, though, I, I need to find new workout music. Sometimes it's like some banging hip-hop. Sometimes it's some just classic rock like ACDC this morning was what uh-huh. I was listening to on The Row Machine. I mean, duh, dee, dee it's <laughs> da, da cheap. No, <laughs> Like, I mean, that's... Or, you just or, get in the zone. Or a little bit of Queen. Oh, Queen's great. Or any of that crap that I send you. That's some angry, angry workout Oh, movies. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to be good pacing. That's all that matters when you're looking for good workout music. Good pacing that you can get lost in it. Sometimes if it gets too depressing or it's too sappy or whatever. No. We just need a good beat. We need a good driving song. That's what I did this morning, by the way. I am going to be sore tomorrow. You're pumped, man. I, to hell with thrusters or whatever they're called. Isn't that oh, what And not that whats wrong with Greg? No, no, that's thrush. Oh, okay, oh. thrush. It's like a yeast problem or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but he's over it, and we're not going to let him complain anymore. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Good luck,
3: and he we will. do, and we do wish him the best and a right. speedy recovery. Right, But I was
2: over at uh, Express Fitness twenty four seven earlier today. I'm there Monday and Friday mornings doing some hardcore. Working out—it's it. not that hardcore. I'm kind of weak, shout, but I'm shout, working shout, at it.
3: Shout out to the soccer moms who's going to be there now. Done. Well, yeah, come on, ladies, by ladies. ladies I,
2: I welcome Cougars and women my age and a little bit younger than me—not too
3: young. You can't miss them. And we talked about that.
2: Yeah, no, you can't. You can't go too young these days. It's that's. Yeah, by the you way, and. Uh, well, no, like you can't. Oh. You should oh.
0: not. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, oh, it's possible. possible. You can,
2: but don't do it. Don't What's wrong do it. With you? No, and by the way, this is something that's been in the headlines of all the hashtag Me Too scandals out there. Good thing you don't call it power. There's something that I think may
3: be a Me Too scandal. We don't I, know I, for I, a fact. Actually, I I know of one that no one even talks about. The great director himself, Woody Allen. Oh well, I mean that's I, been talked about. I actually, raised his wife. Yeah, that's a weird story. Yeah, adopted her at eight. Oh, and no, that's been
2: you. relitigated since the hashtag Me Too era. But I mean that's a that's a whole other story that's too involved. I'm seeing it on my phone right now from NPR. Morris Dees, the co-founder of the Southern Poverty Law Center. No, I want to see... Let me just read this to you guys. Just that name. And I want y'all's reaction, though. Okay. Because the SBLC, whether you like them or hate them, has been very powerful in American politics. And in my mind, they've done some great things. If you're going to sue actual hate groups like the Ku Klux Klan... Go for it. I'm all for that. Okay, But then they use that good faith, they build up, and they'll smear other political opponents who maybe aren't quite as extreme. Let's just say they connect the dots in ways. So a lot of people have a bitter taste in their mouth given what the SPLC occasionally writes. They're, Let's just say they're sometimes fast and loose with their good standing. They've got, I think, like a, I was heard today, over a billion dollars in the bank. Mm. Like from their donations over the years, my but anyway, bank. here's what I want to do. I want to read this NPR article and just get y'all's reaction. But hear me out and hear out the article
0: okay, first on. before you start reading. Yeah, can I just get this off my chest? You, his, You're
2: going to make a quip of Morse D's. <laughs> hey, D call Brandon. D's
0: D nine. Oh,
2: <laughs> wow. I knew it was coming. I knew it
0: was coming. I shouldn't have let you do that. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Thank you. <laughs> I had to get all that off my chest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I I need to get you one of those those
2: leash, like the collar where you can yank them back in. Yeah, like a dog. Yeah, but I like it. (laughs) No, no, then I'm not going to. Anyway, let's get to the article. I just want y'all's reaction. The Southern Poverty Law Center says that it has fired Morris Dees, one of its founders. The civil rights nonprofit based in Montgomery, Alabama, is well known for its tracking of hate groups and its teaching tolerance program. Actually, the Hague Group tracking map is pretty useful. You can find out a lot of stuff. Dees co-founded the SBLC in 1971. The organization had $450 million in assets in 2017. I think that's a little undervalued, but that's another conversation for another day. That's based on a tax filing. Here's what Richard Cohen, the president of the SBLC, said in a statement. Quote, As a civil rights organization... The SPLC is committed to ensuring that the conduct of our staff reflects the mission Mm -hmm. of the organization and the values we hope to instill in the world. When one of our own fails to meet those standards, no matter his or her role in the organization, we take it seriously and must take appropriate action. End quote. No specific reason for the termination was given. Dees, who is 82, told the Associated Press that the matter involved a personnel issue. Not personal issue, personnel with the E-L. He called the SPLC a great organization and wished it luck. Dees' biography has been removed from the SPLC website. The SPLC said it had also announced a number of actions to ensure, quote, All voices are heard and all staff members are respected, end quote, including the hiring of an outside firm to assess its workplace climate and practices. The SBLC's work has attracted threats and violence. Its offices were firebombed in 1983, for which three members of the Ku Klux Klan were arrested and pleaded guilty. In recent decades, Dees has been the subject of both plaudits and criticism. The Montgomery Advertiser reports that its 1994 series on the SPLC revealed the famed civil rights attorney as, quote, a figure seen as heroic by some and single-minded by others, who criticized Ds as more focused on raising money than actually fighting injustice. And I'm not getting into that tonight. I mean, the opinion about the SPLC, I, it's mixed, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen recent stuff they want to do in reforming prisons. I like that. Sometimes, though, they'll say, this person's uh, Islamophobe, or, and no, you're wrong. And they got sued by that guy, and they, the guy who sued him won. Yeah. So sometimes they get a little fast and loose with that hate label they throw out there. All that said, what do you think, gentlemen,
3: Morris Dees did? Can, can, can I okay um my only question to, mm-hmm. to your question yes. is um how old was she or he <laughs> oh, wait 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 a minute ah. wait 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 a minute wait a minute in this new in this new political climate how old was he or she that's mm-hmm. all I need to
0: know okay so he's 82 yeah and he needs to say he loves that p- them people way more than he did. He needs to give them all the credit because they know he's 82 and they are giving a little pity on him because whoever he did what he did to they'll they'll personnel.
2: So y'all think this is a hashtag me too? And
0: Oh, no doubt. And oh, they know course. what's going to happen if they drop names or they say anything wrong. So they just cut him loose
2: and, even in, on like a Tuesday or a Monday. Well, and it has to be big.
0: Because oh, yeah. they got out
2: in front of this, and, and, they're and, trying to control the story and the narrative. And,
3: and, and it, see what they're going to do. They're going to that we've gotten rid of him. We're going to offer you this, but you can here sign this before you get this money. Mm. You can never in life talk about this. But
2: given how much of a, a lightning rod this organization is, there is no way this is going to stay behind closed door. He, I mean, it for was, now it has, and there are there's some on sites like Zero Hedge and some other sites that aren't exactly. They're good, but they're not like. I don't take them as gospel. I can't, but there's rumors to what you just both assumed. Well, it's well it seems obvious a personnel issue well well
3: at the at, at the same time, remember, TMZ broke one of the greatest stories mm-hmm. of the decade in Michael Jackson died. like nobody else knew that right but but so now you have younger people taking these little mom-and-pop places a little more seriously when they put out stories. Well,
1: of
2: all places, the National Enquirer, uh, what was it, John Edwards? Yep. The guy who ran for president who had a mistress, and I think it was all sorts Dog of Dog on his car? He, no, that was Mitt Romney. Oh, okay. That was stupid. That's uh, yeah. when it's like, how can we criticize Mitt Romney? Oh, there's a story from high school that he, he held somebody down and messed up their hair.
3: What? <laughs> he gave him a noogie.
2: He rubbed his knuckles on top of the guy's head really fast. He well, got well, He like, Turned
3: warm. That's just like that. He's uh, called an Indian burn. He's a racist. Um, no, actually, uh, story has come up. Uh, some some woman that's like on city council or something. A picture came out with her and a friend uh well, in black in blackface. I haven't heard of this city council. No, not this. Not city. this. I was about yeah. to say I would have heard. But that. but I'm I'm just sitting up there like, and she came and to her credit, she got in front of this. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, well, you know, it was just a party thing, and it's not something that I do all the time. And I'm like, well, you it sounds like you're trying to justify doing it, period. And it's
2: weird in this day and age when I hear that somebody did blackface. I mean, for the most part, my first reaction is like, you, you mm. dumbass. But then also, I've seen, like, the Covington kids, they said, not only were they racist against this Native American elder, they did blackface. And then you go look at the photo, it's like, no, they did a blackout at a basketball game so some of the guys were wearing like all full body black paint including their face I'm like that's not exactly the well, but, what
3: but, we're talking about. but at the same time I find it funny because you have a lot of these right-wing parents is like oh rap is this rap is that it's for drug dealers and these kids are hopped up on on drugs, but their kids are the ones listening to it. Their kids right, are the ones yeah. buying the tickets for well, this. If
2: you're and, I, and we're not all of us aren't that far removed from being teenagers. Teenagers, especially if you're like white suburban kids, they love anything transgressive. Well, well they like stuff that pisses off their parents. Just like kids that like watching Elvis pissed it, off their parents. It, mm-hmm. it, exactly.
3: That's just like in that documentary we talked about, Hip Hop Evolution. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the new age kids. Who bought into into rap because it was this new form that wasn't nobody else on? So you had a lot of college kids up in New York that were going to these clubs in the Bronx and just listening to rap, right? Because okay. their parents absolutely hated it.
0: Well,
2: oh yeah, so it's a bit of a rebellion, and sometimes the music's good, not all the time. Exactly. Okay,
0: we're going. I'm going back to the the point here. Okay, yeah, with Morrissey. Yeah. Uh, if they want to keep stuff quiet, you do it on a Friday. That is what I've learned from listening to this. It
2: broke yesterday, though.
0: Well, wasn't it like a, I thought it was a couple of days ago. Uh, it broke yesterday, March 14th. Yeah, don't you think they would have waited till the end of the week <clears throat> if they didn't want everybody to talk about it? Because you can kind of keep stuff under the radar if you wait until Friday. No,
2: I think the SBLC mm-hmm. wanted to do this on a Thursday mm-hmm. uh, because they're trying to control the narrative. They're trying to get out front uh. and say, he's been let go. Uh, he asked. He didn't live up to our mission and our values. And we've hired a third party, no, no expense no, spared, no. to come and investigate this no. issue of not only him but the whole workplace.
3: Now
0: this it was is bad. Whatever he did, yep. it yep. was bad. It has
3: to be big. It was bad because they completely cut ties with him. They took his. Mm-hmm. He's his, the co-founder. His, exactly, and then. You oh, saying, oh, these they're great,
0: but I'll see you guys later.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, well, like you like said, they're controlling the narrative. And, and then on top of that, you know, they're going to pay the girl off, keep her quiet. And that they just put it out at the end of the week like, okay, oh we'll let y'all talk about this for now, hmm. and then it's going to slowly but surely quietly die no,
2: out. I don't think so. Not in this town, man. I mean, the, the, I, like I said, and because they're not just a Montgomery institution. They're not nationwide. just a southern institution. They are a
3: nationwide recognized institution, oh, a global okay. in many ways. Oh, oh, okay, who's who besides a joke here and there, who's still talking about Governor Bentley anymore?
2: Uh, He'll pop up every once in a while, but what Governor Bentley did doesn't sound like what Morris Dees did. No. Governor Bentley, I mean, I made plenty of jokes when all that stuff came out about his uh, alleged affair with Rebecca Mason. And honestly, the more I looked at that story, it seemed like uh, an utter tragedy of a fool. But I get it. Like, you are working long hours, you're traveling all the time, and oh my goodness, you fall in love, or whatever, or lust, whatever you want to call it, with the person that you're very close to, who's an intelligent, attractive woman. Like, it, that sort of stuff happens. That's, I think, different than uh, somebody... Well, have y'all seen the movie Ides of March? No, I haven't. Uh, with Ryan Gosling and George Clooney? Well, I'll just spoil it. Uh sleeping with the interns is frowned upon. That's very different than, I think, what Bentley did. And the reason we've moved on is we now have K.I.V. We now have, yeah, we're now several years removed. He's already been taken out of office. We've moved on. Yeah. I
0: think it would be different is if he was, like, 32 years younger.
2: If Bentley was? No.
0: If if Dees was? If he was younger, they would probably do it. But they know that if they did it now, he'd die in prison. And that is...
2: Well, I don't. We don't know if it was anything illegal. Number one, well, I it mean, could have been. No, it could have been. He came on to
0: somebody. Yeah. Well, it could have. I mean, you know, I,
2: it, it, we'll, we'll have to find but out. He's it still could be 82. like you well, know, well, Charlie well, well, Rose did that sort of stuff. It got him thrown off CBS. Where what did they call it? The crusty paw, where he'd come in and give the <laughs> he'd come in and give the unsolicited massage on the shoulder to the young you know. Uh, buxom staffer, and yeah. and oh, and all of a sudden Charlie would be like out of the shower at a house meeting. It's like, oops, my towel dropped. Sorry, was, well, that was next, that was an accident. Next time, eighty four gives me a shoulder rub. I'm tell And you, by like the way, Paul. if Joe Biden actually runs, Seth and I went over this. Joe Biden actually runs. Get ready for some more crusty paw stories. Oh yeah.
3: Well, well, but at, at the same time, what drug are they age, on? Mm-hmm. Age really doesn't shouldn't even count because I mean, Bill Cosby's probably going to die in prison, he, right? Well, that's oh, very, I well, think it, we well know. he's in we his age. Well,
2: how long is Paul Manafort going to be in prison? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, like nine months. No man, or three years. What is it? 46? He's going to be there because Trump can. Any president can pardon somebody for federal crimes, and Manafort's now being charged for state crimes. Oh, after the after the four years, they yeah. So even if much. Trump pardons his federal crimes, uh, it'll he'll be in prison for years. He probably won't die in prison, but it's uh, it's a mess, and to see this happening in what is I won't I'm not even the word controversial. It's just an institution that inspires a lot of. Like it said in that Montgomery Advertiser write-up, he's either considered a figure seen as heroic or single-minded by others. And well, maybe it's showing all older guys that they can't do that. Well, well, we know well,
0: we can't do stuff like
2: that. Cause the older fact, I think, adds just to the, the creepiness of any given story. I think it holds true, though, whether you're 25 or 35 or 55 or 80. When you are in a position of power like you're the boss, let's say the founder of a major institution, and you're using that to come on to somebody who works under you, uh, that is...
0: Asking for trouble.
2: Yes. It's not necessarily illegal, depending on what you did, but it's
3: uh, frowned upon these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, Brandon? Well, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore uh, made a movie called Disclosure in the, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it actually was the opposite. Like, he was the new, new employee, and she came on to him. Mm-hmm. And the whole court case was, well, can a guy be put in a bad position? Because, yeah. I mean, Demi Moore back, even now. Oh, Demi Moore is hmm. incredibly good looking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I mm-hmm. mean, everybody's like, well... Who would say no to her? You know, but
2: I've, there is a weird double standard there. It's like all course. these stories we see with teachers and students, like high school teachers and high school students. Where were these
3: teachers when I was? No, in
2: high it, when it's a male teacher, no matter if the male teacher's just out of college and they're like twenty-two, twenty-three, and a high school girl. They People not only want to obviously prosecute him, but it's like lock him up, throw away the key, shame him, all this stuff. And I, I would join in on that course. But when it's a female teacher who's 22, 23, hell, even 30 my age, who's hooking up with a high school boy, what do all three of us 30-year-old something men say? He's a legend for life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's- and it's a weird... Double, Double standard. standard. Yeah. And maybe it's the roles we play. Men are supposed to be the pursuer, the hunter. They're supposed to be the
3: ones that no, are no no mm-hmm. no. This is this is the twenty first right. century. You know, this is equal. Everything's equal, remember? Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. Here, let's uh let's do this blind. Let's see who's on line one here. News talk here on there, who's this? It's James. Hey James, how you doing?
1: I'm just tickled to death to be alive, man. How are
2: y'all? Well, I'm tickled as well. Good, man. I see. Nice oh yeah, we're you. doing good. Uh, I just, uh, I, I,
1: did, I just turned the radio on. What has Mister D's
2: done? That's what we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Here, I'll give you the long and short of it. Essentially, he's been let go by the SPLC. The president Cohen put out a lengthy statement that essentially, D's did not live up to the values and mission of their institution, and they're bringing in a third party to investigate. This personnel issue, as well as the whole workplace climate. Not a personal issue, personnel issue. So they are not letting out of the box yet exactly what Morris Dees did, but I'm pretty sure we'll find out.
1: Well, didn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, didn't he kind of found the Southern Poverty Law Center? Yeah, co
2: founder in 1971.
1: And so they're cutting loose
2: their co founder. Right. He must have done something. (laughs) That's what we're saying. He must have done something big.
1: You know, uh, they don't, and, you know, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful in any way, but, uh, you know, those holier-than-thou Southern Poverty Law Center has always been telling us what we've done wrong, and now their founding representative uh, has been let go, And, uh, you know, I, hey, it just sounds sort of uh, peculiar that Mm -hmm. it's such a drastic thing. Um, But um, anyway, on to a little bit lighter note. Joey, have you been watching WOW?
2: Women of Wrestling? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched it yeah. much, but I know of, I've seen some clips, I've seen some little bit of some of the matches. Thank you for being here, and I do enjoy
1: I, it. I do. I have uh, recorded a couple of, them, and they are not like uh, those girls that came on, you know the uh, in the in the part halftime of the uh, wrestling. Television shows. Oh like, yeah,
2: you're not talking was, like Nitro Girls oh, in the '90s. Used yeah, to be. You're, you're not, not talking DC. about an evening gown match where they strip down to their bra and panties. No, the, these women are very athletic, very talented. Ric Flair's kid. Are, uh,
1: yes, they are. I have watched a few of them. They're not the uh, <clears throat> most glamorous, but, but they they're uh, good. beat on each other. Now I've never seen, I haven't seen blood drawn. Yet. Right. And of course, you know how the trick of the blood drawing. On the the, cross that floor. Yeah, you do a
2: superficial cut with a razor blade. And then
1: let it uh, get a little bit worse. But um, I I thought about you, though, that I was. I said, I wonder if Dewey has seen the wow. Um, But. um, Well, James, it warms (laughs) my
2: heart that as you're watching these fit, athletic women. Wrestle and struggle with one another. That you think of me.
1: <laughs> it's that hair. <laughs> it is, you know. I think, well, you know, there's one other person that would be watching me.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're uh, right.
1: That, uh, that's Joey. So uh, you know me well, James. Sure you. You knew of it, but uh, anyway, um, the um, oh, and I've been meaning to tell you this. You asked a question several months ago. Okay. Um. Did you bring up the point about the uh, the end of the sixth happiness? Have you ever heard of that? The end
2: of the sixth happiness? Yes. No, that's there not is. ringing a bell immediately. No.
1: Okay, I, I knew somebody had mentioned it over the radio, but uh, it's uh, it's a uh, Chinese uh, proverb. The sixth, what you know, what is the sixth? Happiness, mm-hmm. And there's. I saw a movie with Ingrid Bergman, Night Before Last, and the name of it was the... And it's based on a true story. Um, a lady missionary went to China pre-Second World War, and uh, she uh, rescued about 100 Chinese uh, orphans. Oh, wow. And, tra- and, and took them across, I don't know couple hundred miles or a mile, whatever, uh, to get him out of the Japanese path, and...
2: Um, I just pulled it up, um, yeah, with Ingrid Bergman and Kurt Juergens. What a name.
1: Jurgens was the uh, Swedish uh, fellow that they dressed up to look, Jap- uh, to look Chinese. Oh, he's Swedish. So it would be Kurt Jurgens. Juergens, Juergens. 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 And, and, and he was uh, definitely... You know, did the makeup and made him look Chinese. But if you ever get a chance to see it, there is an outstanding um, character. There's an old man that plays the kind of the chief of the village Mm -hmm. and never a better uh, character. He did such an excellent job. I've never seen him before, never seen him since. I'll have to check it out then. He was, uh, and it is sort of the, uh, and it, and they go through, and they actually explain a little bit of what the sixth happiness is and why it's in the Chinese. Um, I think it might have been Confucius. Okay, I, that sounds like it him. somebody
0: it sounds that like brought him. up the or some zoo.
1: Hatchet. But um, thought about that. Uh, and the other thing I want to say one more is uh, if I had to pick a superhero to be, it would be Batman.
2: Okay.
1: Because Batman is the only human. Right. And Batman did Batman stuff because of his human ability to become Batman. Not a not because of his... You know, he didn't touch the tesseract
2: the or any other infinity stone or wh- No, he's a human he being with starts. a lot of money and brilliance. What, yeah. I, I was about oh, to say,
3: he, don't discount the billion dollars either. Right. What about Robin?
1: Well, that, that's true, but that you know, <laughs> but still, now. it was something he had to been a human and he did it on his basically on his own, and he was not given superpowers and so forth. So anyway, I, you and this has been several months ago. Y'all were discussing that, but I've been meaning. Tell you that was my that would be my hero. Well, if I, could I like that one. one.
2: Well, I appreciate you calling in, James. I appreciate you listening and keeping up with the show, reminding us of all the stuff we talk about. It's all over the place, but I really appreciate it, man. Have Thanks goodnight. a lot, man. All right.
0: Okay, James. Thank you very much for the Wow thing because he, you got me watching Wow, and it was women worked, of wrestling. Yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, watching those ladies wrestle—they're not girls; they're ladies—and yeah. they're way more entertaining than the dudes because they're in it, and they—I mean, there's nothing sappy or soft about it. I think it's hot. Too. Yeah, man. Well, it's hot, and they, and it's even better that they're not like they're not being easy on each other. They're rough.
2: No, yeah. It's like, it's... Mm. I like it. It's Mm. empowering. It's all that that stuff. All that crap. Double
3: standards.
2: Yeah, whatever. I have feelings. Whatever. (laughs) Well, we need to hit this break. But also, if you like Batman as a superhero, uh, Iron Man fits that bill, too. Yeah, he's a... Brilliant, rich guy. uh,
3: Yeah, that's a drunk... Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) He's got his depression issues, his moral dilemmas. Yeah. Well, but you know what? Live to win. Live to win. Always. Win the
3: Obsessive, live. compulsive, suffocates your mind. Joey Clark.
1: Clark.
2: Ooh, welcome back, folks. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. Go into it man. You oh, want
2: my love. Welcome back. Now while this plays for a little bit.
0: You know a
2: sponsor of this show. Sponsor, are very happy to have four healthy pets over on the Atlanta Highway in the Village East Shopping Center right next to Faulkner University. Where the old Skate Haven used to be. Indeed. And over there at Four Healthy Pets, man, I like this song. They provide high-quality, all-natural brands for your pets, for your cats, for your dogs, little dogs, big dogs, all sorts of high-quality toys that they won't chew up immediately, cleverly branded catnip. Yeah, that looks like some contraband in these parts in Sweet Home Alabama. But it's just catnip. Chicken crack. Looks like jerky. Mm, yeah. Oh, that the incredible oh. chicken jerky. Dogs love it. People love it. Cats love
0: it. My kid wants to eat
2: it. And they have all sorts of specials going on here in this month of March. So go to 4healthypetsonline.com. If you eat good, feed your pet good. Yeah, it'll leave them healthy and happy and you healthy and happy. You can they also have grooming services. So bad. check out 4 or just go by 4 Healthy Pets on the Atlanta Highway. Till Teresa, Joey, said hi. Joey sent you. And I'm not steering you wrong. It's a great local small business that started as a passion project, remains a passion project. They're doing great things for pet owners here in the river region. So stop by 4 Healthy Pets on the Atlanta oh, Highway. Man. Man, I love Sabarth Wind and Fire. You don't know anything about that, Seth? No. Oh
1: man. man. Oh,
2: oh, man. On a Friday, man? You got, you got you know, you know how I am. Oh yeah. We're just trying to teach you, Seth. I know, man. So there's I'm... so many things to talk about. I mean, seriously, the news has been pretty juicy uh this week. I mean, first off, you know, if you ever get in a mood of like, maybe morality is relative. Maybe it's just a matter of personal taste. I don't know. Oh, sometimes okay. I get in that mood. I don't okay. agree with it. But you get in that you know what idea. You like? like, oh yeah, you do you, I'll do me boo boo, and like we'll just figure this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but then sometimes things happen where you're like, Okay, that's just pure evil. Ooh,
3: explain. hmm
2: And it makes you go, Well, if everything's just relative and a matter of personal taste, how am I so upset? you have a heart. How am I? How am I even capable of calling this thing pure evil? Well, because it's not relative. There are just, in my opinion, evil actions that can be taken. And y'all didn't see what happened in New Zealand. The Moss. Oh man! Yeah, the Moss wow. shooting. Wow. Yeah. And this guy, that, you know, one comedian I follow said, uh, "I've." I've got friends who have written books I haven't even read. I'm not going to read your manifesto because you shot people. Um, in a way, I have not read the manifesto itself. I wouldn't because I think it's a troll. Right. No, no, There's no. some theories that it is a troll. But he people are coming out saying, what did he, why did he do this?
3: Well, well you, if you think about it, most of the mass murderers in history... Uh, on the uh, on the History Channel, they're half Hitler, Hitler, and, hold on, yeah, hold on. they're half Mal. of the, they're the they docu- Bad documentaries. Brian. Hmm? Bad Brad, bad Brad,
0: bad Brad, Murdoch was mm-hmm. a murderer from Australia. I yeah. saw a show on him two days ago.
2: Yeah, no, there is a fascination with anybody serial killers there's a fascination with tyrants mass murderers the australian
0: thing was because it's so uh there's so much of nobody out there when you're on the roads and you kind of get that that power to you because you're the only one for like hundreds of miles oh yeah
2: you're like in your own domain that, that can certainly be an issue but i think we're all especially today fascinated with that stuff because number one it scares us i think and it should Number two, we also do wrestle with what is evil. And this was blatantly evil. I mean, his manifesto's all over the place. It goes from, like, radical environmentalist. Like, I'm an eco-fascist, but then he praises... The communist government of China. Then he goes to. He's also a white supremacist, white nationalist. Thinks the world is dying of overpopulation, like Thanos in Avengers: Affinity War and Endgame. But then says, "Well, but it's the wrong type of overpopulation, so we need to kill the anybody who's different than the white people." Don't watch the video. So it's like this weird amalgamation of far left, far right in his manifesto. It's it's just straight up evil and he talks about at one point the the cult of the individual in the united states and i'm like man i think that is the one thing the west got right and we're trying to get up to that ideal of it's about the dignity equality and liberty for the individual we haven't gotten there fully yet but i think if you realize proper groups if you work for that respect of liberty, dignity, and equality for the individual, you can have a diverse population. You can create all sorts of wealth. You can create social harmony. And here's the thing, folks. That idea that, it, again, we are denied perfection on this side of the Garden of Eden. We haven't always lived up to that idea. This history's, This country's history is full of all sorts of instances of groupthink, you know racism comes to mind the oh, slave trade yeah. comes to mind oh, yeah. um but it's not just that religious fighting and all sorts of stuff that police
3: brutality yeah. and who it happens to
2: right and especially in decades ago like i'm talking like i mean you could get people to tell stories about Montgomery from the 50s
3: i'm talking about and, yesterday uh, yeah i know
2: <laughs> but uh i'm i don't think it's we're getting better at that it's not as uh I don't I'm telling you right now, Brandon, I will call them like I see it, and half the time I do not see I don't see the the backing up of the narrative as much as I would like to see, so hey, where people are coming from, and I'll listen to people but yeah i don't I don't see the idea of the police today, um especially on a national level, are out there to get people in particular black people. I think there are reasons though like. We can get into that another night. It's a gotcha. long conversation. Gotcha, gotcha, I don't think the narrative completely holds up, even though there are unjust shootings and yes, but it's it's more like the the violent event that gets the media attention, and it's more the exception in my opinion, and not necessarily the rule. But don't get me started on things like the war on drugs and blah 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 blah. I'm glad that there there does need to be criminal justice reform. I. I I could get into all that.
3: Yeah, well, ask Kim Kardashian about it. But here's the thing.
2: This idea of the individual is prominent. Mm-hmm. That the reason, in my mind, the reason when I was a young kid, I rejected, say, racism, wasn't necessarily like, okay, whites suppress blacks historically in this country. That is true. And mm-hmm. it was horrible. But it was more like, no, the reason we respect people is because it's an individual person made in the image of likeness of God. That is an individual person that, okay, you might look different or have a different genetic background, but you're a person with the same drives and hopes and dreams and experiences. And maybe your experiences have been different, but that just adds flavor. That adds more knowledge to the experience. So it's like on that basis of respect for the individual to build a strong community that I, I mean, would reject anything like racism or religious bigotry or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But we have to be wide-eyed because uh, there's a great poet uh, named W.H. Auden who was really active in the 30s, 1930s. And he said that the rise of Hitler and Nazis, in particular, he went to go see a comedy, a movie. And before the movie started, they showed a newsreel of what was going on in Nazi Germany. Now, I believe this is before the invasion of Poland. But it was kind of a newsreel from the perspective of what the Nazis thought they were doing in Germany. And he heard people, Auden did, this poet heard people in the audience start screaming, kill the Poles, the Polish. Yeah. And he realized this is what he had always taken for granted, which is essentially the classical liberal idea of, again, respect for the liberty, dignity, and equality of each individual person. That should be the rule he realized that that is not as self-evident as he would like it to be. And that when, in fact, the Nazis were explicitly saying, much like this guy in New Zealand who shot up this mosque, were explicitly saying, not only is that wrong, that stuff is for cowards and weak people. Stand up for... And it's, it's shown up in many ways. Stand up for your race. Stand up for your language. Stand up for your geography. Stand up for a particular history as we it along those lines. And we just need to be wide-eyed in the sense that that stuff can reemerge; it can show up, and you can sink into that evil if you are not careful. Because there is such a thing as, I think, healthy pride and all those things. Like, I'm happy that I was born the way I was born, and I speak the way I speak. But it, it can go from being happy with who you are and what you are, to, and I'm the pure type. I'm well, the chosen type. Well,
3: well, but at the same time, hate like that, it's taught. And see, I think what's happening is, and that's, Sometimes, yeah. that, that's one of the great things. Uh, one of the shows I watch on Netflix is called uh, Patriot Act. Hmm. And one of the new episodes, yeah. yeah, yeah. um, uh, Hassan Minaj talks about hip-hop and how global the reach is of hip-hop. And you have your generation and further back now, these kids that's, you know, 18, 19 that's mainly what they're listening to now well, they're, I mean, not, they're not listening to k-pop Disney no anymore hip-hop has overtaken uh country music as and rock music as the number one art and form in right certain
2: now. circles we can talk to this uh I mean at this point hip-hops what three four decades old yeah so I mean it's a pretty established I went over this with Dave Maury on a show where the Top of the charts are incredibly influenced by hip-hop, if not R&B, but everything... The only knock against it's not the genre, it's that everything sounds like it's being produced by the same people. That's my only knock with, like, the Hot 100, right, these days. But it is kind of broadened out, where it is, like, the new rock and roll, or it's been rock and roll dominant since the early 2000s, especially dominant.
0: Rock ain't rock, man.
2: No, No. I mean, you still get good metal out there, and I don't want to get lost too much in in music. Okay, that guy, I think he's full of drugs. Yeah, and I was about to say, I think it's the hate can be taught, but it can also come from a place of such despair, and such res- that despair turns into resentment against other people. That forlornness and loneliness can turn into resentment and hatred for others. Well, and I'll give you an example. The I'll use the word perfect ISIS recruit, who was ISIS going after, usually wasn't some. Crazy devout Muslim. It Some might kid. it might be somebody who was taught it. An Islamist who's taught as they're you know raised that the the colonial imperialist West has taken over us and dominated us, and they also have the Christian religion, and we've been fighting them for thousands of years. We need to stand up for ourselves as good Muslims. But then there's also the person that is usually a drug addict usually has no economic opportunity, usually is just so down and out and despairing in their own lives that ISIS comes along and says, oh, you don't have any meaning and purpose in your life, and you're miserable, aren't you? Well, here's your meaning and purpose. Package made, just follow us, follow orders, and you'll be ripe to go. And in my mind, whether or not it's a troll, this guy, and we'll find out more in New Zealand, probably wasn't a happy person. And, and that and that latched onto this nonsense in order to give himself purpose and
3: meaning okay, i I can understand that, but when the whole time you were talking, I was thinking one thing, and his doc, his documentary just came out on Netflix not too long ago, Ted Bundy right you know where where they showed that documentary that documentary is old Ted Bundy's been dead mm-hmm. but you have females coming on the internet now talking about oh, he's kind of cute. I'm like, are you serious? A lot of
2: serial killers have been seductive. Well, well, it's it's just
3: just the way he looks. He looks like your neighbor. Right. And and that's who these ISIS recruits and these violent people who shoot up schools. They don't look like crazy people. No. They look like Johnny down the street. John Wayne Gacy. Some of them
2: look look crazy. Well, well, okay, The guy who shot Gabby Giffords in Arizona, that dude looked nuts. The dude who shot up the movie theater. And the dude who (laughs) shot John Lennon. Yeah, that guy was not there. I mean, and okay, it's it's so difficult to because we don't talk about this. Well, We it gets by the way, if the first thing you did after the shooting news in New Zealand came out is to make some political point, whether it's from the right or the left. Like, you're going to blame Trump, or I think Alexander Acosta cortez said something like, your thoughts and prayers are looseless. Yeah, probably the wrong time to say yeah. that, Alexander, given that the people who were shot were praying. Yeah. so and They it's were all bowing just, and
0: cowering in a corner trying to hide.
2: But the immediate jump to make something political like this is... Uh, Heartless. Yeah. But it's hard to, because we talk about things that way, and we're so quick to find like the political blame beyond the guy actually did it. Uh, and the New Zealand Prime Minister, they've vowed to make tougher gun laws. Already some of the toughest in the world. Did you read what he said? Uh,
0: the shooter? The statement from the uh, the, the Prime Minister guy? Hmm. He made a statement.
2: Mm-hmm. Read that whenever you get a chance. I will. I will. But here's the difficulty. Sometimes these events are literal crazy. Like, what was it, the... Texas Bell Tower shooter. Oh,
0: yeah, Charles Whitmore.
2: Yeah, he actually had a brain tumor. Oh, yeah. That what, drove him to do these what? crazy, violent things. He, he said, something's wrong with me, something's wrong right. with me. What? And then you have other people that really are delusional. They have major problems. Then you have folks that aren't technically crazy or clinically insane, but they've latched on to a particular ideology or way of thinking. That is, we, and this is where we have to be careful because we say, okay, Hitler was crazy, man. No, he wasn't. He was perfectly, had his wits about him. He knew what he was doing. He was just, by my standards, evil. And there's a difference between crazy and like, oh, we maybe if we came up with new technologies and medications, we could fix you. And have your wits about you, and I want to do this to the world. I believe in all sorts of crazy racial spirit ideas. That's where Hitler stood in a way. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be able to make that distinction between, okay, the crazy, the toxic, that word has been ruined in some ways, but the, the very bottom of the barrel, utter evil that some belief systems will lead to. And then, of course, we all need to realize that we have the capacity to do terrible things, within us. And again, Nazi Germany is a great example. It wasn't like everybody in that country was Hitler, but a lot of people... There's a great book, Andy Andrews, talked about the people who would sing loudly in church so they wouldn't have to hear the train cars riding past full of people going to concentration camps. So sometimes it's looking away. Good people not doing anything. And this is just a reminder that evil exists and it's not can't always be explained away with a medical crazy explanation and it can't be explained away it has to be faced and talked down and defend yourself it's unfortunate the people there in the mosque couldn't defend themselves
3: unfortunately
2: terrible you were going to say
3: something? yeah I was what I was going to say was you have to think of the movie The Matrix Uh, the Smith was explaining to Neo that you know no we couldn't put put people into this perfect paradise because their minds wouldn't accept it. Right, And I feel like it's the same way. Like, every time you think oh, well, we don't need the government. Maybe we can govern ourselves. Something scary happens and everybody's like running to the government like, oh, please protect us. Make sure that doesn't happen here.
2: You know, and unfortunately some issues if you run to the government, you're not going to solve and you may make the problem worse. Mm -hmm. That's how I see Mm -hmm. things have been going down for a while. Um, There's some legitimate functions for government, no doubt. Um, But, yeah, a lot of these problems, I think, come down to uh, spiritual. Like, I was talking earlier today about addiction. And a lot of times, you know, there might be some need for laws. But at the end of the day, it's really about personal reckoning with why you have to be addicted to something. It's not just the chemical hook, it's well, also well, well, where the, you are psychologically.
3: Well, the first thing is admitting that you have an addiction, because mm-hmm. most people don't... That That's the hardest thing. They can't admit that they need this substance or this thing every day.
2: Well, and then there is the element of ignorance, that sometimes you're just unaware of things going on in the I'm world. I'm just fine. And when I fall into this, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror here, that... Uh, sometimes there's only so much you can care about, so much you can focus on, so you're ignorant of certain developments in the world. I try to be aware of things. I mean, I'm really worried now about the North Korea situation. I continue to be worried about China, and I could go through the whole geopolitical map here, Um, but the toughest answers are sometimes the ones that are simple, but you can't exact the the answer by voting and oh the powerful people are going to say this is the way it's going to be. No. A lot of these really tough situations have to be solved with a very local level if not the family level and that's the only way you find true harmony is people have to take responsibility for what's right in front of their face if not their own
3: lives Yeah but but the term ignorance is bliss comes from somewhere and it comes from that that
2: yeah, well, and we all do it, because there's only so much you can focus on in a given day, but we focused on a few things here tonight, and now we're done. All right, it's been great, man. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'll be back Monday night.
0: get